Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three row all electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute, and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.comslash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and/or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the super light tree runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the super light tree runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's ALLBIRDS.com code SUPER24. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. Facebook gave a Russian internet giant a special data extension by Issy Lepowski. Since March, when news broke that the political consulting firm Cambridge Analytica used a Facebook app to amass data on as many as 87 million people without their consent, the social networking giant has been forced to repeatedly answer for how it has given away user data and who it's given that data to. In the immediate wake of the scandal, Facebook rushed to defend itself in a blog post saying that in 2014 it changed an element of its API to prevent apps from collecting data on their users' friends, as the Cambridge Analytica app did. Facebook has since clarified that while it announced this change in 2014, apps that already had access to people's friends' data continued to have access until May 2015. Then, in more than 700 pages of written responses delivered to the House Energy and Commerce Committee late last month, Facebook acknowledged that some apps had this access for up to six months longer to allow them to come into compliance with the new rules. There were dozens of companies on the list, including dating apps like Hinge and music streaming services like Spotify, but one may raise more than a few eyebrows in Washington the Russian internet giant Mail.ru. According to Facebook, Mail.ru was given a two week extension to wind down a feature on two messaging apps that enabled users to see their Facebook friend list and message with people who also had the Mail.ru apps. During the extension, at least, the app only had access to people's friend list, not any information about those friends, likes, or interests. And yet, long before that extension was in place, Facebook says Mail.ru ran hundreds of apps on the platform, all of which operated under Facebook's old rules, which did allow app developers to collect their users' friends' data. Some of those apps began operating as early as 2009. Some apps were built prior to the platform change in 2015, so they did have access to the earlier version of our platform, a Facebook spokesperson said. That made it possible for users to consent to sharing information about themselves as well as their friends. 
Facebook says the majority of Mail.ru's apps were test apps that remained private and that only a handful actually launched publicly. It did not share details on how many users may have had their information exposed to Mail.ru apps without their consent. The company adds that Mail.ru's collection of apps have not had access to people's friends' data since May 2015, when Facebook changed its API. Still, Facebook is now investigating Mail.ru, along with all other apps that had access to large quantities of user data prior to the changes. But the spokesperson says the investigation is not itself a condemnation. We found no indication of misuse with Mail.ru. If we detect any suspicious activity or potential misuse, that's when we formally audit a company. Facebook granted thousands of other companies the same data access as Mail.ru prior to 2015, and yet recent concern over Russia's manipulation of social networks in the run-up to the 2016 election may cast the relationship between the two companies in a new light. In a statement to Wired, a spokesperson for Mail.ru wrote, We assume that while changing API, Facebook changed the terms for the clients who had popular applications that had not been updated to the latest version. We definitely use our cooperation with Facebook strictly for business needs of our products and strictly according to the Facebook regulations. The fact that Facebook would have brokered an extension with Mail.ru may not come as a surprise to people who are familiar with Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg's relationship with Yuri Milner. The Russian billionaire and Mail.ru founder was also a major investor in Facebook. A spokesperson for Milner said in a statement, Yuri Milner has not been involved as CEO of Mail.ru since 2003. Shortly after the IPO of Mail.ru in 2010, he sold all of his shares in the company. In 2012, he stepped down from the board of directors and has not been involved since then. Over the last year, reports have also surfaced about Milner's ties to the Kremlin. In November 2017, following the so-called Paradise Papers leak of 13.4 million confidential documents related to offshore payments, the New York Times reported that Milner had received hundreds of millions of dollars in Russian state funding, which he used in part to invest in both Facebook and Twitter through his international investments firm DST Global. While nothing in the report suggested that the investments were part of Russian influence operations, the news broke after the U.S. launched federal investigations into Russian interference in the election. Milner defended his reputation in an open letter last fall, saying the suggestion that he tried to infiltrate American tech companies to help Russia was far-fetched and a fairy tale. In a statement following Facebook's disclosures, the House Committee's ranking member, New Jersey Democrat Frank Pallone Jr., said Facebook's answers to Congress raise more questions than they answer. While he didn't respond to Wired's request for comment regarding Mail.ru, Pallone Jr. said in the statement, It's disconcerting that four months after this scandal became public, Facebook still has no idea how many others have its users' data and how that data is being used daily. Democratic Senator Mark Warner, who has been investigating Russia's manipulation of social media platforms as vice chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee, said in a statement, We need to determine what user information was shared with Mail.ru and what may have been done with the captured data. Warner expressed particular concern that key players at Mail.ru, including major investor Alicia Usmanov, boast close ties to Vladimir Putin. At the very least, the fact that Facebook is only now coming forward with this bit of information nearly a year after investigations into Russian actors' manipulation of Facebook began indicates a glaring lack of transparency on Facebook's part. 
Throughout its thousands of responses to the House committee, Facebook was asked repeatedly about what access Russian state agencies had to Facebook user data. Facebook responded, saying that it received 34 requests for data from the Russian government between 2013 and 2017 and didn't provide data in response to any of them. But experts say the Mail.ru deal viewed alongside the news that Facebook gave data to device manufacturers, including Chinese companies like Huawei, reflects naivete on Facebook's part about the power that international regimes have over businesses within their borders. If you are a Russian business person of a certain scale, you can't escape the requirements Russian intelligence services are going to put on you, says Brett Bruin, a U.S. diplomat who served as director of global engagement under President Obama and now runs the consulting firm Global Situation Room. This is the reality of doing business in Russia today. It's not unique to Russia, either. Bruin notes that the National Security Agency in the United States has found its own ways to hoover data from American tech companies, as revealed by whistleblower Edward Snowden. The Cambridge Analytica scandal looks tiny in comparison to what a state-sponsored intelligence agency could do with all of that data. Cambridge Analytica was a relatively small company that was fiddling on the edges, Bruin says. Now, put that information in the hands of a massive intelligence agency. If you like this podcast, can we recommend another one? It's called Big Picture Science. You can hear it wherever you get your podcasts, and its name tells part of the story. The big picture questions and the most interesting research in science. Seth and I are the hosts. Seth is a scientist. I am Molly, and I'm a science journalist. And we talk to people smarter than us, and we have fun along the way. The show is called Big Picture Science, and as Seth said, you can hear it wherever you get your podcasts.